Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believed me not. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. John chapter 16, verses 7 through 11. I love the beauty of what this passage reveals to us, that Jesus was willing to suffer, that we might be comforted. That unless he departed in the way that he did, the Holy Spirit could not have been sent to all men. When it came, in power and in demonstration, it brought shame to those who had not believed. The words of Jesus. Yes, there are those who will, for pride, refuse to acknowledge Christ. Yet has the Holy Spirit proven, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the validity and divinity of both him and his teachings. His words came from God, packed up and validated by all of the power of heaven. And not even the grave could stand against it. How amazing is that? How gracious of God to give us such proof that we might put our faith in every word that he had to say to us. Yet God did not stop there. The power of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, was then given to all of those who would believe on Jesus. What he did, who he was, and what he said, they too could be resurrected. No need to wait until a physical death. We can, by faith, be crucified with Christ, laid to death in the form of baptism, and resurrected into newness Through the Holy Spirit, no more excuses, no more powerlessness, no more bondage. The enemy has been defeated. Believe it, receive it, and walk in it. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 tells us this, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors no more to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you will die. But if through the spirit you do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, it is they that are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear, 
but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together with him. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectations of the creature awaiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. This I can tell you of a truth. For I have experienced it through my life and my walk of faith over and over again. That God will prove his faithfulness. He will prove it to you and he will prove it through you. He will give you a word, a promise, a destination, a message. He'll take you through wildernesses and teach you a lesson. Then send you out to share it and to release it. And most people will not believe it. And you'll keep waiting and waiting and waiting to see it fully manifested. That your faith will be tested. More than anything in the waiting, have patience. If he said it, he will perform it, be fully persuaded. Because eventually it will come, it will happen. His words will not return void. They will perform that which they have set forth to do. You can stand in faith on every word that he has spoken from Genesis to Revelation and even those things that he said intimately to you. And when they do, the power of who he is, the validity of your relationship, the impossible things that he does, when we trust to follow the leading of his Holy Spirit, it will be proven to those around us, those who see us, he will validate you and the message that he spoke through you. And let's be honest. When that happens, there are those who will rejoice with heaven, but there are those who in their pride will still reject it. They'll refuse to see it, even though in their heart they have all the proof that they need it. We see this demonstrated in the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. How could anyone not believe in that time period? So many witnessed it and gave the testimony of it. How could anyone not believe now when we see the life-changing power of it all around us? Some don't want to believe, some out of pride and some out of envy. Remember, the Pharisees crucified Jesus, not because they didn't believe who he was, but out of envy. They knew that God had chosen him. They knew that God was moving powerfully through him. If anything, the power of God in his life and ministry served to shine a light on the lack of it in theirs. And the fact that God was willing to validate this little nobody, it humbled them, it shamed them that God wasn't doing it for them. It showed that something was not right in this corrupted system. But Jesus didn't let it phase him. He just focused on the mission. He pursued God's call on his life to the fullest and let God finish what he started. The message that Jesus preached was validated through the miracles that God performed when everything that Jesus said came to fruition, when God moved in the power of resurrection. God will do this to you also in your own life, if even in just small portions. 
He'll give you a message. He'll tell you to release it. It'll be rejected. And then eventually, he'll validate it. Then those who see have the opportunity to either reject or believe. But God has proven, though he didn't have to, he never had to. But he loves us enough that he actually wants to. He wants us to know how real he is, how faithful, how powerful, how majestic. And he wants faithful servants that he can trust to carry the message. So are you willing today to sit in the quiet, to get alone with the Holy Spirit, to be instructed, to be taught, to be prepared? So that when the time comes, you'll be ready to pass the test. That's why Jesus told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane before everything started happening, pray with me one hour that you not fall into temptation. He was warning them, if you get alone with God now and you pray, he'll let you know in advance what's coming so that you're not shaken by it. You're not afraid. He'll reassure you of all the promises that he's made. They fell asleep, but he went and prayed. And in that time when they were sleeping, he was being strengthened so that when everything started to happen, they freaked out and ran. But he was able to stand in the strength and power of the Holy Spirit, which in actuality is what grace really is. You see, The Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please him and that those who come to him must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you believe that he is God, then you believe he can do anything, but you also know that in order to receive the grace to see it through, then you have to have the faith in him to know that it's not going to come from any other source than from heaven. So you're willing to seek him for it. To shut everything and everyone else out, every distraction, every shortcut, every temptation. Get a word from heaven. Let him teach you. Let him fill you to overflowing. And then as he gives you opportunity, you release it. That's your part, the faith. It comes in the seeking and in the speaking. It comes in confession. He said, with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with the mouth you speak unto salvation. And then once it is released, you step back and wait for the grace that comes to endorse it. Because when you're speaking the words of heaven, then it's up to the power of heaven to prove it. Not up to you. You can't make anyone believe anything. You have to choose to believe and let God make you a demonstration. And that's not always easy. Sometimes it takes you through wildernesses. Sometimes it takes you through Gethsemanes. But rather you're in the valley or on the mountaintop, whether he puts you in a prison or in a palace, it makes no difference. He'll show you the same faithfulness. He will come through. He will do what he promised to. And if you keep your faith in what he said, it will validate you as his messenger and the message that he spoke through you. And it will bear 
much fruit. Lord, help us today to maintain our faith, to not be distracted by all of the doing and the busyness. Yes, you call us to be charitable. Yes, you call us to be available. But let nothing come between our time with you in the classroom of the Holy Spirit, being prepared for the tryings of our faith that are coming, that we would have the assurance that on the other side of it, we'll have rejoicing. Let us not run like the disciples did in the garden, but let us stand firm, knowing in whom we have believed and what we have heard. You will fulfill all of your promises. God, we repent of any time we've ever allowed the enemy to speak doubt into our ear. Because the reality of this, not only have you proved the validity of who you are, your majesty, your faithfulness, your goodness, your kindness, your omnipotence, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But in reality, you have proven it to us time and time again through the very experiences of our life whether we want to admit it or not. You have been faithful. You have been good. Anytime we have ever humbled ourselves to obey your words, it has turned out well for us. And when we have not, when we have moved by the leading of our own vain imaginations, we've ended up in some serious messes. But if we're willing to humble and cry out, God, save us, You always come running. You leave the 99 behind to find the one that strayed, that ran away. Even in the midst of a lion's den, you were willing to rush in and risk all to rescue us. To bring us back into the family of God again, you are a God of resurrection and redemption. Forgiveness is your delight. You are merciful and slow to anger patient and kind yes you are just yes you are a judge yes you are required to keep your promises and because men do not take the way of escape that you have provided for us in the end there are many who walk themselves right into damnation but all the while your hand was stretched out still and though you never had to do it no not once you have been so willing to prove your power and your love to us. These lowly creatures from the dust, we are truly not worthy of such love. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.